Mavericks lose once again, 125 to 112 to the Boston Celtics. Luke has a big game on national TV. Just wasn't enough point blank. Uh, simple from the Mavericks. Uh, some positive signs in the fourth. I'll talk about those, but we'll also uh, have a little truth talk on uh, some things. What's going wrong with the Mavs at the moment coming up on today's Locked on Mavs. Boom. And this is Locked on Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome to Lockdown Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris, half of Lockdown Mavs. Uh, contributor to Mavs.com and a Studio 41 in uh, the corner three on 97.1. The freak. Woo! Man, uh, at least the fourth quarter of this Boston game gave us a little bit of hope. A little bit of stuff to uh, talk about on a positive note, or else this is going to be a really depressing uh, Thanksgiving Day pod. As a lot of you guys are listening to this on Thanksgiving, you know what you do on Thanksgiving after you eat a lot of food? You might sweat. What a segue. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. All right, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know what to do. Leave a comment below, anything below, whatever whatever you want to type. I don't even care. I mean, if you want to type a recipe to a Thanksgiving dish, I don't care. If you want to tell me who you blame for this loss, I don't care. Um, just write something as a comment on YouTube. Um, really frustrating loss. Yeah, frustrating loss. You know... I was trying to think of an analogy for this because I know you guys just love my analogies. That's sarcasm. Um, about just like kind of a reality check of, you know, I trying to think of, you know, if you're, you're a high schooler, if you remember those moments in high school, if you thought, if you finally got some confidence, you're like, all right, I think I'm on this certain level to where I think this person will, um, will be cool if I ask them out. I think I am on that level. And then you see, you see that person like at a locker with somebody else. That's like the next level of you. And you're like, all right, I'm not on that level. And it's like this reality check of, okay, yeah, I kind of get it. And I think this is a little bit as a horrible analogy, by the way. Um, I think it's a little bit of where Dallas was in this. Not that I, you know, not that, Deep down that I, I think if, you know, Jason Kidd was given, you know, truth serum that he would be like, yes, we're winning the title. But I think this was, you know, Nico Harrison obviously was there, showed him on the broadcast. Um, but I think this was a, you know, for the for most of this game. And I don't know how I, I want to even judge that fourth quarter. There was something there, a little bit of something, even a shout out to Brad Townsend from uh, Dallas Morning News, who uh, like tweeted out a brag about the Mavs in the fourth quarter about them kind of finding something and then he's like albeit it was it was kind of garbage time I'm like oh dang Brad just taking the uh the good part whatever we want to call for it uh there in that second half but uh 
because yeah, it was a little bit of garbage time ish. I think they found a little, you know, they, there were a few things we'll talk about it later on um, in this, in the show that they found in the second half. But I do think there was a little bit of like Boston kind of like letting up the gas pedal uh, a bit in um, anyway, we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I think it's this coming out of this game that if you were in the camp of man, you know, Dallas, they're just going to, you know, they'll start hitting shots. We'll be just fine. The West is wide open. You know, we still got a, like a finals run type of thing. Um, this Boston team is dang good, man. They got, I mean, they, they got a good roster. Um, I underestimated the, what I underestimate, how do I word this? I thought the loss of Ime as a coach and uh, just how good of a job he did last year would affect this team more, especially early on uh, wrong on that one because uh, they were humming um, tonight. They look great. They, they play such a fun type of offense and basketball. You know, they share the ball ton. Um, the key part of them was, you know, so the other day, and um, I was on, you know, we do the show at Mavs.com, myself, Bobby, uh, and Kat, and uh, the corner three, 97 won the freak. We were talking about that third ball handle of the conversation. And I'm in the camp of, hey, we still need that third ball handler. I will die on that hill. Um, but Bobby posed a question back to me. He's like, is it the third ball handler or is it the fact that we, like having players out on the floor pretty much everybody who could put the ball on the floor and get to the basket and drive and kick. And, you know, I watched this Boston team and that's what they have, right? Like they don't have just defined three and D dudes who, you know, is just like the Bruce Bowen types, right? They don't have those type of guys. Everybody that they're putting out on the floor can drive to the basket. This is the benefit of having both of your star players as wings, as Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, great on, on the defensive end, great on the offensive end. It's like, what a duo. Luca called him probably the best duo in the league you know, before the game. And that it's just looking at these other guys, and you're like, Derek White can put the ball on the floor and drive. Um, you go across Brogdon, these, these other guys that they're putting out there, they're not just these defined three and D guys. And I think there's something to that. Uh, because we've talked about before, we love I, I love Reggie and Dorian and all the you know all the defined three and D guys that they they've put these pieces around Luca, but you kind of see it a little bit. This is a horrible game for Maxi Kleber to miss because Maxi is huge when it comes to this type of matchup uh, with Boston. But yeah, it's just uh, I think you saw that difference there with Boston. They just have a, a better overall talented roster. I mean, Dallas gave up a hundred points in three quarters. I think it was like one on one, one on two. Uh, they crossed over the hundred point mark before the fourth quarter started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, offense tonight. I mean, defense tonight um, just sucked for Dallas. You know, when you look at offense for Dallas tonight as a team, they shot over 50% from the field, 54% uh, from the field. They shot 35, 36% from three tonight uh, for Dallas. But I mean, heck, if you're looking at it and saying, man, I, we hit 44 of our 82 shots. Uh, it's not the end of the world, right? I mean, they, they were shooting over 50% you know, when they're down by 20 in this game, it's like, all right, can we just play a lick of defense out here? Can we just now Boston was, you know, you have these games where you go against some of these teams and they just drain a million threes. They hit, you know, everything they throw up. They shot 54% from the field. They shot 50% uh, from the three point line. There were 17 of 34 from the, fr from the three point line. 
uh, Boston was tonight. But this was more than that. I, this is not a game that I'm writing off of saying, man, this team was just on fire. Can't Nothing much you can do about that. I, I think this is a little bit more than that. I think this was – I don't think you can just write off this game as a Boston just hit shots type of game. I think this was a, ooh, Boston's on a different level type of game. Boston is a title contender type of uh, game, and we are not. Like, it's just where we're at with the roster. We're just not on that level. Um, if you're Dallas and you're walking away from that, <clears throat> um, saying that as a front office, as a coaching staff probably, and saying, all right, what is the next uh, step with that? So uh, coming up after the break, let's get into uh, this fourth quarter of the second half. Let's start with the good stuff first, and uh, then we'll get into – I want. I do want to have a Luka Doncic conversation uh, in his game um both the good and the bad because i do think luca deserves a little bit of um a little bit of criticism tonight despite what um yeah despite what you might think this pod is brought to you by da, 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 da. let me put the lower third up bet online our friends at betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football Guys, today is Thanksgiving. You know how many fun games there are today? A lot. The Cowboys play on Thanksgiving every single year. They got a game here in Dallas. So uh, hit up Bet Online for that. Basketball. We know Mavs game's coming up this weekend on Saturday. The World Cup's going on for soccer. I mean, the list goes on what you could go to betonline.net for. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest, easiest way. <laughs> To get your betting fix, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's keep talking about this game. Um, when you look at the second half of this game, I mean, this was a 20 point game. I mean, early on, and I'm like, really? The night before Thanksgiving, the night before we're about to cook this incredible ham and, uh, just enjoy some good football and good food tomorrow. Um, yeah, we're just I'm just going to watch this like 20-point blowout here on national TV. And national TV, you know, it just adds a little bit more sting to it because then everybody on NBA Twitter is, is you know, tweeting about it. You're getting random people texting you who don't watch any of the other games, but they're going to watch that one, especially because it's a holiday, you know, 48 hours basically. And they're like texting me like, man, Dallas sucks. What's happening? It's like, oh, here we go. Oh, I got it. I don't even know what the – say you know uh let me start up that combo it's a fun conversation to have it's like well i don't know anyway um second half mavericks actually won a third quarter if you're driving right now just stop your car i don't know if you just swerved off the road for a second um if you heard me say that 36 to 31 in the third quarter uh it was funny because i was like <laughs> It felt like the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go look at these fourth quarter numbers. It felt like in the moment, I'm like, man, they they must have won the fourth quarter by a lot. Nope, they won the fourth quarter by three points, uh, 27 uh, to 24 there in the fourth. Uh, Mavs just couldn't play defense. But let's talk about the positive. In the second half, Luka Doncic plays pretty much all the second half, with the exception of those last like few minutes there. He plays 22 out of the 24, <laughs> just over 22 minutes in this game, of 24 minutes uh, in the second half. Look at Christian Wood. He plays uh, basically like 18 and a half uh, out of the 24 minutes in the second half. He plays, you know, 
outside of Dorian, he plays the third most uh, minutes for the Mavs in the second half there. Um, Lucas is like, hey, I'm not going to come out of this game. For us to have a shot in this, um, it's I'm going to have to play you know, play the distance. And uh, he's right. Cause he had uh what he had 20 of his 42 points there in the second half, but it was for the Christian Wood conversation that we're all talking about right now, you know, plays little in the second half alone. He scores 19 out of his 26 minutes together. We're seeing the duo of what uh, could happen with him and Luca on the floor together. You know, this is what, this is what Jason kids got to figure out because, <clears throat> you know, I, I think, um, how to go about this. You know, they were talking about on the broadcast on the ESPN. Uh, they they had a, a long conversation. I want to say it was the third quarter uh, about just uh, Luca, the team around Luca, the roster building around Luca. That's when they, you know, deadpanned over to, uh, uh, over to Nico sitting there uh, in Boston. And uh, they're talking about Christian Wood and just, um, just the situation Dallas is in with him, him coming up, coming over from Houston. He's been in these, uh, when he's excelled in the league, it's been on these really bad teams. And, and I'm just repeating, I'm just repeating what they said on the broadcast. Um, just like yesterday's pod, I was just answering some of the questions based off some Christian Wood quotes and stuff. And, uh, I got some, some messages from some of y'all. So I see you about me hating. I'm like, I don't hate Christian Wood. I'm just answering the dang question. Y'all asked me. Um, so, you know, when they were talking about the the Christian Wood experience in Dallas and how, you know, Dallas wants him to play a certain way because they're trying to win basketball games. In the past few stops, those teams really haven't been trying to win basketball games. So can he play this in this winning brand of basketball? But here's the thing. If you not if you don't win with Christian Wood playing in that type of role, that's that's what pushes Jason Kidd's hand in the near future. If they continue losing games. And Christian Wood is in this relegated role. Um, I don't even care about the bench stuff. I've made that very, very known of I don't give a crap about who starts and who you know, like who doesn't start. I care about who finishes games and who's logging the most minutes. Because if you're telling me Christian Wood logs 35 minutes in a game and finishes the game and plays majority of a fourth quarter and him and Luke is dominating. I don't care if he starts for the first like four minutes of a basketball game. So sorry, I could just rant about that all day. Um, Like the 17 minute game from Christian Wood the other night and Burton's playing over him and him not finishing the game and some of that stuff. That is, that was probably the bigger worrisome like game for me than any of the games that he doesn't start. Cause I'm like, wow he didn't play a ton of minutes and i just i'm really curious on what that situation is looking like behind the scenes and all of that um but there was something there with luca and christian wood and dallas it feels like they like him in that six-man role obviously in, in a role that he's playing with luca but also without luca to where luca sets uh they have a source of offense when luca's not on the floor but we're seeing some good numbers with Luca and Christian Wood on the floor together and them running that pick and roll and all of that. So I am just so fascinated to see what Christian, what Christian, Wood, what Jason Kidd does uh, moving forward that did he find something there in the fourth quarter? Did he, uh, or the second half, let's just say that because a lot has been made about Christian Wood's defense and rightfully so he's not a good defender. Like, let's just get that out there. He's not a good defender. I'm about to talk about Luka Doncic's defense in just a second. He's not a good defender. But but you but tonight against Boston or last night if you listen to this on Thursday, it was probably the best defensive lineup from Dallas 
that included Christian Wood since Christian Wood has put on a Mavs jersey. And that, I think Austin Grury tweeted tweeted this out. That's how you get more minutes with Jason Kidd. If they can look at tonight and say, hey, we played dang good defense. And I think he did. I thought he was really active around the rim, contesting some shots. He had a few lapses on defense, whatever. But I thought it was some of the best defense we've seen from him. And in particular, the lineup that he was playing with, um, they're playing pretty good defense there in the second half. So the question is, is this one of the is this an eye-opening game for the coaching staff that they say, all right, we're gonna make the change. Let's do this. We have to. Or is this a no, I think we're gonna stick to our stick to our system. We like him in that role. Boston just hit shots. We're gonna we'll play better defense and we got it. We need a bigger sample size before we change up the starting lineup and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't have the answer for you. Some some people are getting really mad as I say that. And that's not even me. I'm just saying this is probably what's going through Jason Kidd and the coach of staff's mind right now. Of uh yeah, what now I haven't seen post-game comments uh because shocking, I'm not in Boston right now. I'm in Dallas with my fam. And uh so I mean he could say something after the after post game right now. I have my phone in front of me, but I haven't seen anything. Um, somebody just rejected one of my fantasy football traits. <sighs> anyway, so uh I'm really curious what they do with that, uh, with the Christian Wood situation because they did uh find something there in the second half and him and Luca playing together more. Do we see that more whether he starts or not? Do we see them playing more minutes on the floor? together uh let's just have the luca conversation right now um luca sucked on defense tonight i just want to get this out of the way really quick because i'm about to brag on him a lot for putting up 42 points and just all this different stuff um don't watch him play defense against against boston tonight this is not a highlight um reel that you're trying to clip and post on (laughs) if you're trying to make the luca defensive argument and I get it. Some of you that are all Luca fans that are saying, well, he has such a big load on the offense. Why even pointing that out? Because I, I get a little bit of an issue whenever Doris Burke is on the broadcast. And I love Doris Burke. I, she listens to a lot of Locked On Maps pods and or lock, Locked On pods. She has listened to Locked On Maps pods. So if you're listening, thank you for listening, Doris Burke. Uh, but there was a time that Doris or Mike Breen, one of them was talking about his body language and how he just looks deflated out there. And after seeing you know Boston score time after time, I'm like, we got to point some of that blame to Luca too, because some of these shots just why, especially there in the second half, seeing how he's contesting some shots, seeing Malcolm Brogdon just drive around him at will at times and just get to the basket and kick to the corner. That's tough. It, it, it's tough <laughs> and that's you know it he just wasn't really engaged defensively tonight and he, yes he had to put a lot out on the offensive floor and he and he put up some massive numbers he he was really efficient um on the offensive end i i have a, you know they started the game luca posting up and, and all that how teams are defending luca right now it's fascinating to me because these, these teams are trying to take away Luca is the best and I'll stand as Luca is the best person in the league at running the pick and roll and teams are trying to take that away so much and he doesn't even have like an elite pick I mean he has Dwight Powell Dwight's really good at rolling we've went down this all the time but it's not like he has this like all-star center that's running he's running pick and roll with but teams are still so scared of it that they're trying to take it away from Luca and they're doing this you know, they started the game tonight with Derek White on him. 
And you know what? What doesn't happen whenever you when you start the game with the air quote mismatch? A pick and roll doesn't happen. You're not bringing another guy to come up and set a pick to try to get the mismatch at that point because you already have the mismatch. So you know what they're doing? It's like, all right, so what, what happened to the first few plays of the game? It was Luka Doncic post up on Derek White. Luka Doncic post up on Derek White. And you know he's not touching the ball. You know he's not even like moving really. The rest of the team, because he's not even gonna bring, he's not even running the pick and roll. And so teams are saying, now he scored that first basket, but teams are saying, hey, go get the bucket. We don't care. Do ISO it out go do it and we're seeing team after team not not doing that specifically but team after team staying home on the shooters and saying hey you go you go beat us you put up 42 points and it will walk away with the win we're confident in that that's what boston's game plan was going into the game and they came out of the game saying yeah we were pretty confident in that and it worked i'm rolling right now all right let's do another break this pod Actually, let me tease the third segment. I want to talk more about the game, and I want to ex- extend this Luca conversation uh, just a little bit further in, in the third segment. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Sweat Block. All right, if anybody, anybody have any uh, embarrassing experience about uh, sweating at a um, activity or sweating at a an event, and you got those khakis on, and you're like, dang it. Am I going to sweat through these khakis? You know what? I'll say this. I wore gray, a gray suit on my wedding day. You know what was happening by the end of the night on the dance floor? Because, you know, I was going to tear up that dance floor. I was sweating through my pants. Don't care to admit it. You know what I needed? Sweat block. I needed sweat block. Sweat block wipes have been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 10,000 five-star reviews you know who's not one of those reviews me because i have because i didn't get to use it on my wedding day but if i did i'd be a five-star review don't miss the opportunity to try sweat block guys it's just these wipes you wipe them on you before an event and it helps you don't don't you you don't even have to worry about it you don't have to be embarrassed at the event if you're looking for someone if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor try sweat block save 20 percent with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com also available on amazon all right let's go back to this game let's keep talking about luca a little bit man i'm really curious about how many of y'all are listening to this on thanksgiving hopefully if you are i'm giving you a break from the family and uh how many of you are answering just weird questions right now are you answering just like off the wall questions from random families or random families. I don't know if you have random families at your house, but you could. Um, you know, you got that uncle over or that random cousin. You're like, here we go. Please don't ask me about the election. Please don't ask me about any of this stuff. Um, I have family in right now. I'm going to get really quiet right now. I've already been asked about Kyrie. I'm like, wow, it's not even Thanksgiving Day, and I'm already getting asked. Yeah, so... Uh, think i was uh you know what's going on with Kyrie? what was going on you know with that and uh is he back playing uh what happened I'm like oh no here we go so anyway hats off to you guys hopefully uh maybe you need to take a break and say i'm gonna go listen to this podcast real quick uh it's kind of like this like uh, self-help pod you know just helps me get better as a person just uh, learn more about myself and you're just listening to me talk about the maps <sighs> 
Uh, Luca conversation. He had a hot start to the game. Felt like every shot he put up was awesome. I uh, talked about how they, um, how, you know, he, how they were defending him with Derek White early on. Kind of, I want to say baiting a little bit, but it was working because he was scoring, baiting him into, hey, you already got the mismatch. Let's just go ahead and post up, ISO it out, go get buckets. And the other guys on the floor uh, will just sit there and do absolutely nothing. And you know what? I- I'm actually going to lean into it a little bit. And I know Mike Green said it. I know some Mavs fans on Twitter were like, oh, here we go. Luca getting t- teammates involved, this whole conversation again. And I get it because the Mavs fans get frustrated and are like, oh, that's just a- such a lazy point because he doesn't have good enough teammates for him to get them involved. Or when he does, they just miss shots and all this. The only validation to that point of what Breen was saying that I will add to it is, and I don't even have like a stat to, you know, back it up so y'all can you know obliterate me i don't care i do think there's a little bit of something i have talked about how luca and the Mavs start games and how when you look back at like when lebron was playing in cleveland he had this um this way of approaching some of the especially the first of games to where i'm gonna get the other guys going i'm gonna get the kyle corvers going i'm gonna get them shots i want them to get going because i can turn it on later on and I think there is a little bit of something of when you start a basketball game and just 90% of the shots and touches are just one player. And I get it, even if it's working. And it's like, all right, Isaac, why are you complaining about something if he was scoring a lot of points? And touche, I get what you're saying. But I think there's a little bit of something that if you're the Dorians, Reggie's, Spencer's, all these guys of the world, and it's like, you know, you're going to start the game and it's just a cardio, you know, it's just like, Hey, we're going to run up and down the floor. We're going to try to defend, but we know literally eight out of 10 shots. This is going to be Luca clear out Luca post up Luca post up again. All right. Luca step back three. Let me run down the court again. Let me come back. Luca's going to take a mid range. They're almost, it feels like the way they're playing in the first quarter should be, which it actually is is how they should play at the end of the game, which they do that already. But maybe you diversified a little bit there in the first quarter. And once again, if you disagree with me, sure. We, I'm not I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I would just like to see that a little bit. What would that look like for Luca? Would it preserve it a little bit of more energy? Would it get the guys more engaged and confident early on, knocking down some shots or at least getting shots up? Um, I was trying to track. There were only two other Mavericks that had taken a shot at a certain point in the first quarter. And, you know, some of that's by design. Some of that's how Boston's defending. We talked about that. Uh, but some of it, I think Dallas and Luka could do a little bit more of getting some other players, some er- shots early on in the game to get. Yeah. Um, I hope that came across on a podcast where you understand what I'm what I'm trying to say. Um, Man, Jalen Brown, Luka or Jalen Brown and Luka. I wish they were. <laughs> I about said they were a really good duo. I wish they were a, a good duo. I wish Jalen Brown could uh, come to Dallas there. But um, let's look at some of the other stuff in this game. <clears throat> um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock. We always look at their shooting stuff because you know they're the other starting wings. Um, Dorian had five points. Reggie had. Dorian had ten points. Reggie had five points. <clears throat> Three-point attempts. Lucas shot eight, didn't go over nine. They still lost. But one of the things we also look at is three-point attempts between Dorian and Reggie. Five and three. A combined eight three-point attempts between between the two of them. Dallas only shot 31 threes tonight. 
once again, going back to a stat I pulled out, um, gosh, I want to say last week on this show, on the corner three, uh, is the un, unguarded catch-and-shoot shots Dallas is generating this year, how much further behind this year it is from last year. They led the league in unguarded catch-and-shoot shots last year, attempts. This year, uh, back last week, they were 24th in the league. And a lot of that's but how teams are are um, how how teams are defending them. But man, we got to find ways for some of these guys to get up more shots. And I get it. You're gonna yell at me and say, "Oh, Reggie's three point percentage," and I don't I don't care. I still believe in him. Um, <clears throat> Josh Green uh, tonight was a plus eleven. Shout out to Josh Green. Played twenty two minutes. Um, you know, it's just one of those weird games where you watch Josh Green. You're like, all right, he's a plus eleven. He was in that defensive, good defensive lineup there in the second half. Uh, he had four fouls and what three points. And you're like, all right. So if you look at the box score, you're trying to figure out Josh Green's game. But he played some good defense. Uh, got a board there. Now I just feel like I'm vamping about Josh Green. Shout out to Javel McGee, plus four in this game, solid. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, he did play okay in his minutes, uh, played a little over four minutes, but, um, yeah, it just goes back to the other guys. It's Christian Wood. It's Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie in this game was a minus 23. Didn't have the best of games. Um, efficient. Yes. Six of eight from the floor, two of four from three, but we just need him to shoot more. You know, when you look at shot attempts in this game, Luca was at 28 shot attempts, Christian Wood, 14. Um, uh, Christian was very efficient in this game too. Obviously 10 of 14, he had 26. Uh, I talked about him earlier, T 12 rebounds, uh, for Christian Wood off the bench, a uh, couple offensive fouls. He has to be, I tweeted this out. I joked about it, but he has to be higher up the list, uh, on this offensive foul thing, but man, they just couldn't protect the paint, especially early on. Dwight only played right around 11 minutes in this game, but there was a point there in the first quarter. I want to say like Halfway through the first, they had more points. Boston had more points in the paint than Dallas did total points. They're like, all right, this is just a, this sucks. This is like a layup line or Boston's getting open three. Um, yeah, that was just kind of the story of the game. It, it's weird when you look at some of the total stats uh, in this game uh, at the end because Dallas had a good, you know, fourth quarter there. Uh, but it didn't feel like a close game hardly at all. You know, Dallas cut it to single digits there in, in the fourth. And you're like, all right, can they? Are they? Is this really going to be a thing? But it was pretty much a 20, 20 point game for a lot of the half and going, I mean, a lot of the game. So going full circle, uh, Boston's just on a different level. They're a title contender. Dallas is not. And they got to figure out what the next step of that is. Um, is it a bigger trade? Is it a trade around the fringes? Is it adding a guy off the bench? Is it changing up the starting lineup? Is it minute allocation? Um, yeah, what do they do first? Do they make a trade first or do they switch up lineup stuff first? Um, we'll see. And uh, yeah, guys, happy Thanksgiving. If you're enjoying time with family, if you're traveling, safe travels. Uh, thanks for listening to this on a holiday. And uh, yeah, programming note, we will be off on Friday. No podcast on Friday. Uh, if you're going Black Friday shopping, you know what you do? Listen to our pod from a few days ago. I did a show on some bargain deals across the NBA that uh, they could look into on the trade market. We'll be back on Saturday night after, I think, the Toronto game. Uh, after the Raptors game, we'll do a post-game pod and all of that. Hopefully, it's a bounce-back win. Uh, but thanks for listening. 
thankful. Seriously, I know it's cliche. You might laugh at me, whatever. Thankful for all of you guys for supporting this show. Uh, we continue to do incredible numbers, both on audio format and YouTube format. Our subscribers keep on going up on YouTube, and that's because of you. And uh, you guys help make this thing possible. You guys make this part of your routine. And uh, seriously, Nick and I, we we text randomly every, you know, it feels like a handful of times uh, every few weeks about this is crazy. <laughs> Look how many people are still listening to the show, you know, after um, losses or, you know, how the numbers uh, keep going up or subscribers. And um, yeah, thank you a lot for that. Uh, helps um, support our show and allows us to do fun things like go to Golden State for Western Conference Finals um, and, you know, doing media day interviews with Luca and players. And it and literally it helps us support our families, too. And um, yeah, because it helps pay bills and, and all of that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you from the bottom of Nick Nick's heart, too. And uh, yeah, safe travels. Happy Thanksgiving. See you on Saturday night. Peace out. Boom.